0: Oh no, Kyle. It happened again. What happened, Mike? Shrinkage. <laughs> oh no. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. This is Gayish. Now? Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, we're going to do a shrinkage today about something super duper topical, but I first I wanted to, you're going to hate this, part the kimono a little bit.
0: I don't know why you need to say that, but I, that's fine.
1: Well, part of the reason I, I've we've been wanting to do a shrinkage for a long time, and partially it's so that our 350th episode isn't when we're on tour.
0: Yeah, so, people love the details of episode scheduling. I think, I think some people do. <laughs> Let's really get into the details I of it. I think
1: some people do. But speaking of Los Angeles, so I've mentioned on the news a few times now, this whole thing that's going down with the L.A. Dodgers and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and the Catholic Church. And uh, so I had the good fortune of being kind of hammered and running into Sister Berna Bush here at a bar, and I asked her if it would be possible for us to have some of the local Seattle Abbey sisters on the show to talk about the whole thing. So... Uh, here with us in the studio today we have the Reverend Sister Christiana Metroform and the Sister Dea Reckoning. Thank, how do you, you, so, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. <laughs> uh, and you're from the Abbey of Saint Joan, correct? And that's the Seattle Seattle proper, Seattle area. How, is, how big that is that? That is
2: the Seattle chapter. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We don't necessarily define our territories such such as an archdiocese. Okay. <laughs> we don't define. We don't. Define them that finally. But the Abbey has been around since 1996. Uh-huh. Um, like I
3: said, I've been a member since 2001. Metro has been a member since 2009. Yep. Um, and we have both been president. Uh, we've both held various positions in the board and kind of go in and out of doing more sometimes, doing less. We're a all volunteer nonprofit organization, so mm-hmm. we don't get any monies for any of the work that we do. So it's kind of when we can afford to put in time oh, and money and yeah. energies. And I am coming back after a several year break. Mm-hmm.
2: Welcome back. There go. Thank you. One, <laughs> one, of my, one of my first titles with the uh, sisters was Mistress of Crap. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is a very plain way of saying the mistress of merchandising. Okay, <laughs> oh, okay. 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 <laughs>
0: there are a couple ways that could have gone. So that's <laughs> <Okay>. that way. <laughs> So let, let's. Uh, so
1: the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, nationally or globally, was was founded in San Francisco. I understand. Correct.
3: You, in uh, 1979.
1: Okay. So uh, to to do what? What is what is the organization all about? And has it changed over the years?
3: Well, so there are two stories. Okay. Um, depending on who you know and what they tell you, okay. you'll get one of the two.
1: Okay. I know uh, you. So like, what, <laughs> I'll
3: I'll tell you the one that's more easily understood without the the drama behind it Mm. basically there were a group of very dramatic gay men in san francisco who liked to have fun Mm. and one of them uh had been in theater and been a part of um, drama troops and stuff like that and he had some old nuns costumes from an old play of the sound of music Mm -hmm. from a previous place he had lived in and one day they decided just to throw on the habits and Roller skates and go around the Castro hmm. And they just wanted to do it For fun but They had such a reaction That it was something that They were like oh my gosh we should do this So much more because people thought it was hilarious Yeah and so it kind of just started Out as some Crazy wacky idea to have fun uh-huh. But shortly thereafter And kind of around that same time AIDS was actually known as GRID yeah. Gay related immune deficiency Yeah. And there wasn't a lot known about it. One of the guys was in the medical community, and he actually had the proper knowledge and He was like, "Why don't we use this as an outlet to hand out pamphlets to people because every time we dress like this, we get crowds of people around us, mm-hmm. and we could actually get out the correct information mm-hmm. in the community and so that's how it started, and from that, it just grew and grew and grew and People from Germany had visited. People from LA had
2: visited. Those were some who, visited who visited San Francisco? Yeah, they yeah. visited
3: San Francisco and saw these people in nuns' habits and what they were doing, and they started, you know, carrying condoms with them and telling people about safer sex and doing all of that. And they were like, "Oh my gosh, I want to do this in my city." Hmm. And so they'd go back. So LA was the second U.S. house that ever started. Germany was the first inter- international house that ever started.
2: And from there, we're at, I don't even know how many countries. Uh, incidentally, on, uh, in the historical terms, you were, you were speaking about the origins of the nun's habits. Now, mm. part of the magic attributed to those nun's habits were that they were really nun's habits. They were oh. retired habits. Yes. <laughs> from a convent in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we darned. So they, they were real. Those,
3: <laughs> those sisters had, had let the school that was doing the sound of music borrow them. Oh. Uh, uh. They just never made it back to the <laughs> sisters. Wow. <laughs> huh. Anyway, so that's a little history. I will real real fast give you our mission statement. Yeah. And I it's been a while since I've said this, so if I mess this up, Metro,
2: fill in. Yes.
3: <laughs> but it gives your readers an idea of who we are and what we do really fast. Mm-hmm. We are an order of twenty-first century nuns dedicated to the promulgation of universal joy and the expiation of stigmatic guilt. We work to raise money for AIDS charities, fight for queer rights and visibility, and do safer sex outreach, striving diligently to never take ourselves so seriously that we forget to have fun. We gladly welcome all races, (laughs) creeds, genders, and sexual orientations. Mm. For not having said that in
2: about 15 years, I'm shocked I just got that all. It's it's already (laughs) in your reptile memory. (laughs) And
0: I wrote down because I saw it show up everywhere everywhere promulgate universal joy and expiate stigmatic guilt. That's a Correct. mouthful. Correct. We love it. What does that
2: mean? <laughs> That's a pompous way of saying <laughs> <laughs> that we take in the guilt uh, but we distribute the joy. Huh. So, so to
3: promulgate means to put forth into the universe. Put into
2: the universe, yes.
3: Universal joy. Everybody should have joy around the world. Mm. Every human. So we promulgate that. Expiate means to get rid of. Stigmatic guilt is the guilt that we are raised with by uh, parents, teachers, churches, saying that our lifestyle is wrong mm-hmm. or that the way we want to live is wrong. Mm-hmm. If you're not harming anybody, then it shouldn't be wrong. So we like to expiate that guilt from people Since and we tell know them that you are a beautiful <laughs> human being. And as long as you are not harming anybody else, then you are fine. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, why? speaking of just understanding the language that's going on, why the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? Why why those words to describe what you're doing? That uh, you would have to ask the Founding Sisters. I honestly don't know. I think it
3: was because it's, again, that perpetual joy, and we are allowed to indulge in ourselves and in our lives, and we should do that perpetually for our entire life. We Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to be... Made to feel guilty for who we are for having fun.
2: Namely, we don't believe in chastity.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Or that. laughs> well, so I, I, did, I did want to ask uh, are, are all of the sisters gay men? Is, no. No. So. Uh, Started out that way, uh-huh. um, but over the years, especially the last 15 to 20, we've had members of all races, creeds, genders, and sexual orientations. Okay. Literally. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have um, cis females, we have trans women, we have gay men, we have trans men. We've had a couple straight cis men, Uh and bless their hearts. (laughs) Whoever
0: whoever wants to help and join out, join us. Yeah, it's cross the board. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And how how do you describe what you do? Because I know drag is not the the word that I've the Ah. right
2: word. So it is a form of drag. Okay. The perspective that that I have is that is more related to farce than to drag. Mm-hmm. We are nuns, but not in the... We, the not in the religious sense. Is, exactly. And we don't hold to many, 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 many of their tenets. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a set of our own though. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We do have our own rules, so to speak. And we don't necessarily do, do this for our entire lifetime. And many of us have come and gone, and uh, some of the, some of us are not active, some of us are. So it's just luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people
3: describe us as drag clowns because mm. we do yes. white, white face makeup mm. uh, with lots of glitter and lots of color. It's basically putting on a mask to make it safe for the community to talk to us mm. on a one-on-one basis. Because for other people, it's much easier to talk to somebody when they have a mask on than to look at a human being with no makeup on hmm. and reveal parts of their life that are uh, sacred. Hmm. It makes it a lot easier for us to do the outreach. When you're in a bar on the weekend and somebody comes up to you and says, sister, can I talk to you and pulls you aside? It's going to get serious real fast. Yeah, And it's easier for that person to talk to somebody that's got... A full face of white face makeup mm. on and looks pretty and doesn't look like themselves mm. It becomes a safe space somehow And I've had people reveal to me that they just found out that they're positive mm. That their partner just found out that they were positive And they didn't know how to deal with it I've had people tell me they just got kicked out of their home mm. Because their lifestyle It's been across the board So for us, yes it's pretty and yes it's fun but it's more about creating that safe space for other people. We like to say we're a mirror to the community. We're mm. going to reflect the beauty that we see in others.
2: One of the reasons that the white face, the use of white face, began uh, was because a lot of uh, of the first sisters were male escorts as well, mm. and they didn't want to be didn't want to be identified out in public. Mm. I mean, they were doing this mission, but uh, to save the way that. Admittedly, make, make made a living. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would use whiteface and this end the skies and then, of course, the colors and the glitter all came, and it, that's part of a theatrical process, mm. in which we slap on a personality. Mm. Uh, I behave in ways that I wouldn't as my secular self mm. when I'm when I'm metro.
1: What I'm what I'm not hearing, just to sort of bring back to Kyle's question, what I'm not hearing though is that the the breathless sort of pearl clutching right wing media bullshit of the last week or two, uh-huh. saying a bunch of drag nuns, blah blah blah. That's that's not that's that's it sounds like an acceptable way to refer to to this.
3: Okay, well then I will
1: stop racing to your
3: uh, honor. Uh, um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, we are drag nuns. The, the issue that they're having is that they think we're making fun of religion. Mm-hmm.
0: I was going to ask, are you making fun of religion by doing this? In a,
3: in a tongue-in-cheek way. Hmm. It's not straight out. Um, the Catholic Church, especially the male archdiocese, like to think that they are the only religion with nuns. They are not. Mm-hmm. There is over seven to ten different religions that actually have nuns. Mm. So they don't have a handle on that, right? Mm. We are a type of nun. Mm. What is a nun? A nun is a person who dedicates their life to helping others. Namely, they are female, but because we are gay men, I'm non-binary. I could take both male and female roles. Yeah. So calling myself a nun is not out of the e- the eth- What is that word I'm trying to think (laughs) of? Ethos. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I I have taken vows in front of my fellow sisters. (laughs) I have um, dedicated a lot of time and money to my community. I have probably raised over $50,000 in my lifetime Mm. for nonprofits. Mm. So I've done the work of a nun. Mm. And we're just telling them stop trying to take the corner of on the market for nuns because they are in so many different religions and nuns don't have to be religious. Yeah. It's about the work.
1: It's really interesting. I, I mean, I think one of my thoughts through this latest controversy, which we'll get into mm-hmm. um, ha, has been like part of me is like, so what if you're making fun of the Catholic church, the Catholic church is billions of people right like you're if you're if you are making fun of them you're punching up right you're not punching down yeah right
3: and street theater has made fun of religion and politicians for literally centuries yeah like why do they th- think this is new it's not
1: <laughs> yeah and then I've, I've i've seen the word blasphemy used yeah. multiple times which t- i thought that was about god not about <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. No, so, no. Um, well, every sister around the world, what year? What year did they do that? I want to say eighty-seven. I think something like that. The Catholic Church now calls us what is the term? Heathens. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, we're blasphemous heathens, or something like that. Great, mm-hmm. all excommunicated. Yep, everybody who becomes a sister of perpetual indulgence, they just don't like us. So. Uh, eh.
2: I- I'm a secular. But funny fiend. enough, I have to tell I have to tell this story because it's one of my Go favorite ahead.
3: stories to tell. I went down to San Francisco probably about 20 years ago, and I was walking with one of my favorite nuns there, and. Uh, we call her Timmer, <laughs> <laughs> even though her sister name is Sister Lolita to Temptation. Okay. Mm. So, I love the names. I know she's great. <laughs> so Sister Lola and I are, are walking, and we're on a outing with the the nuns to the conservatory, the uh, where they have um, all the plants and things and music stuff. And two Catholic novice nuns uh, kind of came onto the sidewalk right about the same time we did. And they looked at us and they simply bowed their heads and said, good day, sister. Mm. And we looked at them and said, good day, sister. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was like this moment of, I see you, I see you. It was beautiful. Mm. And they had such smiles on their faces. Yeah. And they kept walking. And literally about 30 seconds later, I started crying. Yeah, Because I was like, that was Catholic nuns telling me, that I was doing okay.
1: Yeah. Well, it definitely seems like it's the men that are all bent out of shape, yeah. as <laughs> near as I can tell, right? For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. It seems like a small number of people are speaking on behalf of a huge number of people that sounds like may not all agree with
2: yeah. like being called blasphemous or what have you. Yeah. Well, the real, the real blasphemy, if we can use that term, the real blasphemy would be okay, why do you have to defend your God? Can't your God defend it, itself? Mm hmm why do they need your intercession that's why I, that's what i find difficult to swallow about most religious doctrine mm-hmm. is that it doesn't make it doesn't make that cut mm-hmm. it if religions cause wars and starvation and disease and anyways uh, why get off track sister yeah <laughs> <laughs> get off <out> track <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it doesn't it it doesn't make make that threshold for me mm-hmm. okay so you're an, all- an all-powerful, omniscient God. Manifest yourself. Hmm. Don't make us rely on imperfect humans to, to understand your word, which is supposed to be infallible, etc. cetera. But uh, I digress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't claim to be religious.
3: I'm not. I am very spiritual, though, and I believe in do no harm. And uh, I believe in karma, which you put out comes back. So...
2: Mm-hmm. Honey, if karma were real, Hitler would have died in a fire by Bick lighter. <laughs> hmm. Hey, how do you know that didn't happen? I don't know. I didn't see him die. <laughs>
1: so... <laughs> so let's let's reiterate really quickly. If if, if people have missed the last few w- weeks of the the news on our main show, yeah. the the Los Angeles Dodgers has an annual Pride Night, Correct. where they, like a lot of companies in June, put the rainbows on and try to get gay people to give them their money for whatever. Yep. whatever their service right. is. Yep. Um. But also, you know, there are a lot of gay fans, uh, queer fans of baseball. Oh, for and sure, it's it's a nice including it, sisters. In, in, well, yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. In, it, so it's it's nice to have them invited for a special night during the month of Pride. That's fantastic. Right. Uh, this year was they also were scheduled uh, to have a, or, or they are having a a Pride night, and then they announced that they were going to be giving a community service award to the Los Angeles chapter of, of of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Correct. A letter writing campaign was started by a Catholic organization in the Midwest somewhere Mm -hmm. saying that this is horrendous. The L.A. Dodgers should be ashamed of themselves for supporting all the stuff that we just got done talking about this blasphemous, horrible caricature of of a world religion. How dare they?
3: Yep. Because we're terrible for making fun of their religion. Yeah. (laughs) Even though we're not. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, and despite raising millions of dollars for HIV AIDS and awareness. And that's the part they don't educate themselves
3: on. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they... They basically took back the award because of the pressure that they were getting from several groups yeah. that started that letter-writing campaign.
1: So the Dodgers said, uh, "Whoops, never mind, sisters, we're you're not invited now."
3: Yeah, they literally sent an entire page explaining why. Yeah, and in my opinion, and this is just my personal opinion, it was BS. Uh, you know, it was oh, you know, we don't want to offend this other group. Yeah, so we're gonna not award you this award, which makes no sense when you're talking about a super religious organization that, that fights against LGBTQ+, plus rights, and our livelihood. Yeah. Aren't, first aren't the, sisters night, first <laughs> the sisters on a gay night. First the sisters on a gay night being recognized by their peers. Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna let a group come in on a night. One night. We have one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. every other night that stadium is open, is mostly for straight people yeah. Give mm-hmm. us one night Yeah And let us recognize Who we want to recognize Yeah Yep. Well, my
1: my first thought when they issued that retraction, said that yeah. they were disinviting the sisters, was, do you have a single gay that works on your staff? Because I'm, I could have told you, any, I think any gay, if a certain age, I'd anyway, say could somewhere have told between you, ten
3: and fifteen percent. Right, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but like, like this, if you know the sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and you know what they stand for and what they're doing and their importance to the community, you would know, do not fuck with that on Pride <laughs>
3: Night, right? I mean, you would think. And yet they did. And yet they did. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have since Turned it back around And apparently They are going to award them Yeah
1: Huge big uproar And uh, the the, Because
3: our The campaign from our supporters Across the globe Has been way bigger Mm -hmm. Than the negativity they got Mm Yep Yep uh, and that says
1: a lot. L.A. Pride got involved and said that they didn't want to have a pride night at all. If you're yeah. all disinvited, they see you got involved. There were several city council members from mm-hmm. Los Angeles oh, that yeah. all yes. threw, threw their hat in the ring. But ultimately, the Dodgers said, oh, we fucked up and, and, uh-huh. and, and invited invited you all back, which is happening um, this this week at the time that we're recording this. Right. Um, do you anticipate? Okay. The crazies are extra crazy this year. I don't know if that's true in, uh, in your
3: organization. I would say in the past five to ten years, they've gotten pretty good. <laughs> yeah. COVID did a number on humanity.
1: <laughs> well, it, it just it just feels. I've been out since two thousand eight, so 15, okay. 15 years, and to me, this is like the worst they've been. Like in terms yeah. of just rabid, insane, crazy, hardcore pushback against our communities. Yeah,
3: um, it, I mean, the world had. Was supposed to end like what five times in the last (laughs) five to ten years?
2: Well, yeah, it just keeps going. I don't understand. Don't Don't these people want to go home?
1: But what I'm, what I'm wondering, I guess, uh, do, do you have any safety concerns? Are you worried this year no. any more than any other?
3: I never am. Um, I have run into people trying to get in my face. I am not a small man. Mm-hmm. And I have a very loud bark. Mm-hmm. And nobody has tried messing with me. Mm-hmm. Have other sisters been in dangerous situations? Yes. Um, we always followed the rule of two. Don't ever walk by yourself. Walk with a buddy. Always have your cell phones on, you know, be able to take care of yourself and know what's around you. And I think that should be true for everybody, especially here in Seattle. Hmm. I don't think
1: I've ever seen a sister out in public on her own. Now that you mention it, like, yeah, it's, it's
3: it's very rare. If we tend to, if you do, (laughs) if it's due, it's just, you know, they just parked and they're walking across the street to meet other sisters Hmm. where we usually, um, are walking around in what we call a gaggle. (laughs) <laughs> just a gaggle of nuns. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> how how did this whole controversy affect like di- or did it affect you all personally in this chapter specifically?
2: There has been a very pleasant uptick in donations. Oh. to to uh, not. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, not just us, not just us, but uh, several of the sister chapters around the states, and I'm sure around around the world, they've had uh, a bump. Mm. In their in their in their donations people are looking out for us mm-hmm. people are uh, noticing they, they i keep i get asked this every time so where are the sisters where are the sisters mm-hmm. okay, okay we're not on
3: shift right now <laughs> I just there's only so a... much of, so many of us working at a time yes yeah. i mm-hmm. just want to have a drink <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, part of the controversy is, is what brought me back out. Um, uh, you know, when I say your sister, your sister for life, that is true. Yeah. So, you know, if we need to take a, a step back, we can. Um, and my step back has been for about eight or nine years now. Yes, and I am feeling my calling again to come out and do more. And part of that was because of this whole uproar, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and yeah. I think it's ridiculous. And because I've been a sister since two thousand one, this is not the first time it's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's probably the most public mm. one that has happened that's been all over the news but it's happened on on smaller scales to every house around the world it you know life's a roller coaster we're gonna have a couple good years we're gonna have one or two bad and it's not
0: really bad if you know how to handle it yeah mm-hmm. i'm curious because i hear the same language from people that are religious what does feeling the calling uh,
2: feel like it means uh, looking at us and thinking could I do that? <laughs> <laughs> all that makeup that must take hours. All, all, all those dresses must cost, must cost money. And some of us go out more than others. And uh, some of us are more creative th- than others. So we uh, pour ourselves into our character. Mm. And that's what, call, that's what we call our calling. Mm. And now, uh, there's also the aspect of the call, call to service. I mean, and the cult service definitely was uh, resurrected uh, in in game men with the advent of AIDS, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, all all of the other things that have followed. Because AIDS, uh, it, it, it's not just our health; it's our visibility; it's our. Lifestyle? I hate that word. (laughs) (laughs) Our community, basically. It is our community. Uh, If uh, taking on the role of a para religious person fulfills a role for you and fulfills a role for the community, I mean, yes, there are people who left the church but still want to be baptized, uh, still want to get be married by clergy. Mm-hmm. Uh, still want to confess to clergy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know I, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> call me. <laughs> yeah, I think when you talk about the call, it's
3: different for every sister. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the need for community service started really young. Mm. My mom... Um, got me and my brothers and sisters to march for the March of Dimes. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: That was really popular when I was a kid in the 80s. And we did it every year for probably six to eight years. And I just loved raising money for good causes. Mm -hmm. It it gives you a good feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, the selfish part of it is, oh my gosh, look at the good I do. Yeah, yeah. But it's not just selfish because of how much you're putting out there. Um, So that's where mine started was I just had uh, good parental units that instilled that um, want to need in me Mm -hmm. to help others. Mm -hmm. And so one year when I was, I was actually with a partner at the time, we were watching the gay pride go down Broadway. And it was my first gay pride in Seattle being at the parade. And I saw the sisters walk by. And I think at the time there was only six or eight of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was fascinated because I have a background in theater. Hmm. So the, the white face makeup and the glitter and the pseudo drag was just like, what is that? That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And walked up to one of them. She handed me a card and she said, website is on there. Take a look at it and give us a call if you want to join us. Hmm. Went home, was fascinated by the website, saw all the photos, the mission statement, all of that. Told my partner, I was like, I think I want to do this. Hmm. I was like, I haven't, Done community work in years like the m- last March of Dimes I had done before that was ten or fifteen years prior, and I was like, "This is an even better organization. They're fabulous." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so literally, uh, I kind of thought about it for about two or three weeks, and I joined, and I've literally not stopped since. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And
3: that was October of two thousand and
2: one. Meanwhile, I came into it from an angle of having been uh, an act- an activist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an activist in d c <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, the one the one and only latino lesbian gay, bisexual, and transgender organization that ever was uh, nationally and I was used to working behind the scenes. I had never really offered any direct service or uh, grassroots level help to anyone so uh, this was an opportunity for me to do it since i uh, already had been an activist for 15 years. I decided uh, to and en- to enter it from a more leisure standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, always always make a living, but this is this is my, indeed my hobby, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, i i take it I take it seriously. The character of Sister Metro is uh, somewhat imperious, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but very very ribald, very. V- very jolly and v- and very sassy boy. Th- boy, does she have a tongue on her? <laughs> <laughs> but don't cross her in a meeting. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing a lot of people don't know about us is that there's a lot of work that goes on for the organization behind the scenes. Uh-huh. We do have monthly meetings. We have, um, you know, a whole list of rules we have to follow as a, f- a nonprofit, mm-hmm. and we always have our fingers in lots of little pies, mm-hmm. and we like to consider ourselves the center spoke of a wheel whereas all of the spokes that go out to the outer ring are all the different community organizations and we try to help as many as we can so we're always doing lots of events all, always stuff going on if you ever want to find out you can go to the abby.org and usually we have a calendar there uh i believe we are working on that to get it better
2: uh, uh, yes and incidentally our funding cycle is open. So if you are a small nonprofit, a 501c3, those who are in the biz know what <laughs> that is. <laughs> if your cause could use some, some money. money. Yes, we.
3: Every, every summer we give out our grants. So during the year, a lot of our fundraising goes into a grant fund. And then at the end of those year, uh, that year, mm-hmm. which is in the summer, uh, right around our anniversary, We compile applications for money, and then we, as a house, decide who gets it. And, you know, so if you're a nonprofit registered and you would like some money, go to our website. I believe the application is on there. The application is online. And we will see it, and we'll get back to you
1: wow you're not awesome. even here asking for money you're here
3: giving it away we're that's, giving it away <laughs> we will always take for you know money from the community if you would like to donate to us we, there's also donation um uh links on our website as well hmm. but yeah it's a give and take all year around mm-hmm.
1: so i want to ask a couple of questions one is if somebody sees a sister or mm-hmm. which you know it mostly is a a, a nun with glitter and and white makeup, yeah. right? Like so. And normally,
3: we'll, we will uh, we always have our name tag on. Yeah. So you'll see our little logo on the side, and it'll say the Abbey of Saint Joan at the top, and our our sister name below that. Mm-hmm. So if you see a nun with a name tag that says the Abbey of Saint Joan,
2: and we and we purposely make ourselves more much more visible. Mm. We we are not out there to be ignored. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Hard yeah. to miss for sure. <laughs> Please come say hi. Please talk
3: to us. Okay.
1: Yeah, Um, and then I wanted to ask, like, what's what's your pride like? Seattle Pride is coming up in a couple of weeks. Is it it just like wall to wall? Like, like I'm exhausted thinking about what your schedule must be like
0: (laughs) on a weekend (laughs) like that.
3: There's we definitely have a spot in the um, the parade itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe we are right behind Alaska Airlines.
2: I want to say kind of towards the front, position seventeen, something like that. Yeah, Mm
3: -hmm. Um, we also get a contingent behind us of. People in the community who want to join us, we have a massive rainbow flag Hmm. that those people will walk with the scissors and help us carry throughout. Um, Along the parade route, people like to throw change and money on top of the rainbow flag for our organization, for our funding, and we'll collect that, and that goes into um, a couple different places. Uh, We like to split it between our grants and our working fund and, you know,
0: again making money for the community to put back out there. That's Mm -hmm. so awesome. (laughs) What is the hardest part about being a sister? Ooh, uh, the commitment, you know, uh, we all have lives.
3: I have a full-time job and it's sometimes you can't always take that extra time to show up to all the meetings, to all the events and all of that. And there's a little pressure sometimes, like we like to put a little pressure on each other. Because we don't like to have only two sisters at an event. You know, we prefer to have seven to Mm ten. But we also know that we all have uh, other things going on. So for me, that would probably be the hardest thing. Being a sister is like the easiest thing. Hmm. Like, just like Metro, I have uh, another personality that comes through when I put on that habit. And Dea is very much in your face she will walk around the bar saying hi to everybody mm-hmm. um, yes. you know she she will bring up safer sex topics or uh, anything that's in the news just to strike up a conversation
2: you can always tell the ones that need that need to confess yeah, <laughs> you, can
0: tell. yeah. you can see it on their face yeah. i can see it on their face <laughs> yeah.
3: so the public facing thing i think is the easiest mm. it's the behind the scenes work that's the hardest mm.
2: yeah mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, yeah, and bringing up a sister, uh, from uh, from the level of aspirant to fully professed, it involves some uh, level of training in sexually communicable diseases, mm-hmm. uh, in ways that humanity expresses itself sexually, mm-hmm. public speaking, P- public speaking, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, definitely that, uh, how to approach people. Because you do have that additional layer of security in the mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can lose some of your inhibitions when you're mm-hmm. sister. And how, how long is the process from aspirant to fully professed?
3: It lasts from nine months to a year. Okay. Maybe uh, a little more, depending. Yes. Yeah. Again, it's all in how much the person can show up yeah. and do the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we've, it, we've had some people take a year and a half or two years. Yes. And they were fine with it because mm-hmm. they knew. That they could only afford so much time okay. so but, I, d- I did it in nine months though i was on the fast track yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, th-
2: I think my my novice project my thesis project for uh the sisters took a little longer because i was actually translating the playfair manual mm. uh, yeah. which was the first manual uh, the first safer sex manual uh that came out in san francisco and was the f- the first Manual to use street language, mm, yeah. When des- when describing, uh, sex sexual acts, and I think so yeah, that... because all the others were trying to go real medical,
1: medical, yes. yeah, sure. So,
2: yes. And I noticed that nobody had translated it. Mm. It had, and at least not here yet. Yeah, mm. yeah. And and being a linguist by trade, I went ahead took took it on, and uh, I and of course I of course I sent it to Montevideo. Of course I sent it to Mexico, mm. and several places that either. Had some knowledge of the sisters, or uh, were were wanting something something along those lines, yeah. which was jocular, humorous, and uh, gave factual information. Exactly. Yes. It it
1: sounds kind of like an Eagle Scout project.
2: To really describe <laughs> it like, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. <it. laughs>
1: what was yours? It, 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 or did you have to do one? Um, I, I, do one?
3: I, yeah, I sure did. I created a fundraiser at the Cuff Complex. Yep as it was known back then most people just know it as the cuff now yeah there was history between the cuff management and the prior house sisters again i will now get into drama details okay but the abbey had never done a fundraiser there Hmm. and i thought that was ridiculous because i was a frequent patron of the cuff and I was like, "Why don't we do events here? It's a great space. They've got this great back patio." Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, "Oh, well, we just don't because they've always had a negative reaction or feeling about the sisters because of past stuff." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, let's teach them that we we are not those same people. Mm-hmm. We are actually um, a new whole entire house, and that we could do things differently mm-hmm. and better." Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, a guy by the name of Tony Buff was Washington State Mr. Leather. Hmm. He had just been crowned. And he was a, an acquaintance friend of mine. And I came up to him and I was like, Tony, what do you think about working with the sisters to do a, a mutual fundraiser with both you and I and um, the Abbey? And he was like, oh my God, I would love to. Hmm. And so we did. Hmm. We did a, a night of, I believe we did a jockstrap auction. Yeah, Ooh. where where <laughs> Tony offered up, uh, I believe, ten of his jock straps for auction, <laughs> and then um, there was a a leather shop that offered up some goodies to auction off as well. Indeed, um, one of the sisters pinned teddy bears to a fishnet dress, surrounding their body, and sold the teddy bears off of their dress. Oh, nice! Oh. <laughs> so uh, it was great. I end up. Sorry, we ended up uh, raising over twelve hundred dollars that night wow. for for charity, and that was
2: my first fundraiser. And, see. And th- and that was from from the crowd at, uh, the at, at, at a gay bar. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So pe- people don't necessarily enter a bar with open wallets, but if they see us, they know us, uh, and we worked very hard to earn the his, uh, his the history of being a, a stand up nonprofit. Yeah. And one of our cardinal rules is don't fuck with the money. Right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We are a nonprofit. It is all nonprofit. Nobody, Uh no sister keeps anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I I think the jockstrap market took a big shit after that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well,
3: now there's all kinds of styles. It'll be back. It's not just a bike jockstrap
0: anymore.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, if people wanted to find out more about about the the sisterhood uh, here in Seattle or uh, nationally, uh, where where should they go? Tell them them all the things. Plug your socials if you want to.
3: Our (laughs) local chapter's website is www.theabbey.com. T-H-E-A-B-B-E-Y dot O-R-G. And on there is a link to houses around the world. Really, you can look up uh, LA's link, uh, San Francisco. We're worldwide. So pick a country. We might be there. <laughs> yeah, more than more than likely. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I want to say, I think we're in over 30 or 40 countries now, something along those lines. Huh? Mm-hmm. I know we're yeah. in Paris, Germany.
2: Paris, Berlin, se- several cities in, in Germany, several cities in the United Kingdom, several cities in Australia. Mm, yeah.
3: mm-hmm. I'm going to go visit the Irish one next year, I think. Ooh.
2: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah, so definitely visit and donate if you can. If you're a 501c3, then check out the application to potentially get some money if you're in the Seattle area. Yeah, get a grant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, Sister Christiana Metroform and Sister Day of Reckoning, thank you so, so much for being here and talking to us today. Thank you guys so much. A pleasure. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs>
0: of course. Well, that's all for this mini episode. It was mini. It was mini. It, it was an episode. And it was kind of gayish. Yeah. So remember to the three R's, rate, review, and rescribe. Ris- 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Katz. And be butch, be fabulous, stay out of the cold water.